The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Drum Corps International and Music for All. This podcast is sponsored by Fred J. Miller Incorporated. Found at fjminc.com slash roundtable. I think the kids that are coming into us right now are so open to new ideas. I think they're willing to try anything. And I think that's what's really unique about Southland right now is that we have this really incredible membership that is, they're going to do what you ask and they're going to try it. And I think in doing so, we're learning a lot about them and a lot about their potential. We're able to explore things musically and we're able to kind of change what we're doing in terms of a musical book for the summer, depending on what they uh, are able to learn and excel at throughout the winter months. Um, And so, yeah, we may come from different programs, but I equally think through our keep it simple method, like we're going to come back and we're going to start with the very ground foundation. That's Bo Sauter, and on this podcast, he and Patrick Nolan Kava talk about how they balance a focus on education with the competitive world of drum and bugle corps. Patrick is the program director at Southwind, and Bo is the program manager, and together they lead the education and design teams in a way that creates a great learning experience for the members and the staff. Every director and instructor wants their students to learn and grow while also being competitively successful. You'll find information and ideas here that can help you today with your students. Thanks to the sponsor of this podcast, Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com slash roundtable. Focusing on education and a competitively driven activity on the Marching Roundtable. podcast is sponsored by FJM, Fred J. Miller Incorporated. FJM is the leader in marching arts uniform manufacturing and continues to lead the charge through groundbreaking design, superior service, and over 60 years of industry innovation. The Cesario collection of marching band uniforms is 100% machine washable, includes a limited lifetime warranty, and makes the fitting process a breeze with their adjust-a-cuff and Adjust-A-Hem technology. Now is the perfect time to create a new image for your program. Chat with a live FJM representative or schedule your complimentary consultation today at fjminc.com slash roundtable. That's fjminc.com slash roundtable. Fred J. Miller Incorporated, family owned and operated since 1960. Hey there, everyone. Barry Hauser from the University of Illinois and Smith Walbridge Clinics. I wanted you to know that I am a huge fan of the work that Tim Hinton and his team are doing at Marching Arts Education. I recently joined him for a webinar and that webinar along with so many others and a tremendous amount of other resources are located on his website. Now, if you're like me, you are constantly looking for best practices, techniques, and just want to know what others are doing in our activity. I know this information will be super helpful to you and your staff. I encourage you to consider a membership to help support Tim so we can continue providing this amazing information and other resources to our marching community. Thanks so much and be sure to join today. I love what's been going on at Southwind. It's been exciting to watch the core, so many great things happening there. So um, I'm, I'm really happy to talk with you guys about all of that. Now let's define some terms here. One of you is program director, one of you is program manager. So 
Patrick, what's the director part versus the manager part? Um, Bo and I are very collaborative. Uh, I feel like we're always talking through things. Uh, it is, we are responsible for making sure that the show is getting put out there um, and having conversations as far as that goes. And then also um, Bo and I both sort of head up the education team and making sure that uh, what we believe in is also being implemented all the way down to the membership. So yes, program director and program manager, but a great thing about our relationship is I feel like we've worked really closely together um, to be able to have conversations across all fronts. Okay, so so does that mean that does the manager, I guess they're, they're fairly interchangeable is what I'm hearing, but like I wonder, Bo, does that mean that your manager is more like herding the cats as opposed to figuring out the big picture or do you guys really just do it all together? Yeah, we're working together and equally like from the manager side of, of things, we're saying what is going to be our pedagogical approach as an educational team? Um, and then Patrick and I are going to work with that staff and making sure that that vision is carried forward. Um, and so that's kind of what our goal and our jobs are for the drum corps. Uh, besides the design aspect, it's where do we want to go? How are we going to get there? Um, and making sure that we are instilling that within our staff. So Patrick, talking about focusing on education and this competitively driven activity, that's something that you have to do maybe more than some other course because you tend to have younger students. Is that right? Yes. Um, so we, our approach is we want to make sure that we are always sending the membership back better people when they get back to their high school programs and then being able to see that change. I mean, we found what works for us is really focusing on the education side of things. While it is a competitive atmosphere, while we are working towards this goal together, um, we like to really focus on individualized um, growth and making sure that that is what is leading us into the big picture, especially because the membership is so young. Um, and I think that it's a really exciting thing to have um, members that are that are eager, they're still hungry, they're young, they're 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 hungry and thirsty to just keep getting better. And what better way to be able to start shaping them younger than when they get um, towards the end of their drum corps career? Okay, so you so let's talk about that further about the the type of students that you have because I feel like they're probably akin to the type of students that high school directors tend to have, right? They're more high school aged. There's a lot of things they still need to learn. They're still trying to master their instrument, or whatever. Um, but I love the fact that you're talking about them being young and eager and excited. So, so Bo, is it sort of like a, a bunch of high school students, but then all the best students from all the all the bands, right? It's still like not your typical group. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting some really talented students that are coming into the organization from all over uh, the Southeast. And I think what's unique is is that we get that opportunity, like Patrick said, to really shape and mold them when they're coming in. Maybe some of them are very green, and maybe some of them don't really realize their full potential. And that's what's fun is that we're able to take that energy and shape and mold that into something quite special. Um, for us, we, we talk a lot about, like, yes, we're going to make a goal for that organization. Um, but we're more interested in, like, what is A through Z in terms of our process 
to get to that goal. Um, and then we honestly, we start, let's forget about the goal and let's, let's just be so intensely focused on our process and in doing so we'll achieve that goal maybe. And if not, the kids have walked away having so much more growth. Um, and I like to say lots of tools in their toolbox that they're going to be able to bring back, like Patrick said, to their high school or to their collegiate ensemble or to a, maybe they become a tech staff one day. Um, and I think that's what our, really our goal is, is to be this very process oriented drum corps uh, so that our kids are walking away with skills at the end of the summer, musicianship skills, leadership skills. How do I function with other people? Uh, Cause I think that's our ultimate goal in an open class drum corps right now is to make sure that we're giving back to bands in many ways after their drum corps experience. Okay, that's really, really interesting. So this process is, I think, probably we're going to talk about a lot tonight, is what is that and how do you figure out what that is? Um, but you, you have to figure out who you have to know exactly what that process is going to look like. So have you had enough interaction with the students already through the camps you had in the winter to sort of be able to lay that out? Or do you have to really react in real time at spring training? I think it's a hybrid of both. I think we've had um, – I – I'm a firm believer of KISS, keep it simple, you know? So let's let's take this idea and let's make it as simple as possible so that we're mastering these concepts. Um, I think sometimes when I look at like technique books, they could be like pages and pages of things that are just unattainable. But if we keep it simple, we focus on things that we know that we're gonna have to achieve like in our musical book, whether that be from articulation or phrasing dynamics or from a flexibility. Like we want to make sure that we're hitting all of these concepts and then as we start getting our musical book, as we start seeing them in the summer, we can now take these concepts and start expanding them, right? To match what the needs are of our summer program. So that's when I say like our interactions maybe once a month uh, or through video submissions, but I think we're starting to get an understanding of where the kids are so that we kind of know where we want to go and how we're going to get there and progress them throughout the remainder of our winter and our summer. So I can see that part being really applicable to like your typical high school programmer director that might be watching because that's exactly what they need to do. So what does the show need and where, where do I want to take my group this, you know, this season so that we can build on that in the future? So that's, I mean, clearly that makes a lot of sense. Um, Patrick, how do, you, how do you get your staff on the same page and know, how does everybody know the process? And like that's sometimes the tricky part is you have all these staff members from all over the place coming together too. Um, what's your process to make sure everybody knows exactly what what the process will be? Yeah, I've, <clears throat> I think our first, we obviously had our conversations. I mean, I think we found a lot of success in being able to talk to the caption heads um, and, and figuring out their needs and their wants and then being able to let this trickle down and really building this philosophy for Southwind and what we believe in and what we want to kind of keep at our foundation for the rest of the season. Um, and then have really utilized all of the caption heads. We've talked extensively with um, the administrative side of the core, um, as well as kind of taking, it's almost been like a buffet. Like we all get together and we've had a lot of really great conversations. And then there are some things you take, some things you leave on the table or some things that you mold and shift. I mean, I think that 
that has caused it to be this really collaborative process, not with just the design aspect, um, but also allows for us to keep growing. Um, I know for me, one of my least favorite things is to say, well, that's just what we've always done. Um, I think that that can hinder a program or hinder membership or even staff. Um, and so I think that for us, what we found really worked is us having a lot of conversations and then figuring out what we think will work best to move forward, especially with Southwind. Okay, so what I thought, this is fantastic, and I love that you're having this kind of communication. So, Bo, like, what my impression is that a lot of directors just don't feel like they have time to have these conversations. Like, I'll talk to these, these really talented um, educators at these different high-level groups, and they'll say, oh, we talk about our philosophy, and we talk about our approach, and, and you know, we get everybody on the same page. And, but I feel like a lot of directors are like, who has, when, when do you have time to like, when do you do this? You know, so, so like, what's the process of maybe stepping back from the drum corps? How do you, how do you implement that in the day-to-day -day world of uh, marching band, say, when you just don't have that kind of time usually with your staff? Or do you find that time? Like, I'm interested. Yeah, I, I think we do a hybrid at Pope, I mean, with the staff. It's, I, um, for us, we have found success, and uh, we're obviously stay connected through, like, a group me or through a text thread. I think that's step one. But step two is we have a gridded out season. Um, even in the Winter Guard, Patrick does an incredible spreadsheet of this is what we're doing today. This is what our goals and objectives are today. This is what the staff is to do. This is what each staff member's priority is that day. I think having the expectation the staff is going to come in and we're going to have a discussion about what those points are so that then they can carry out that idea and that vision to the band or in this case into the drum corps. So I think in leadership roles, we have to, if we want success in our ensembles, we have to find that way of communicating to our staff. Um, and I will say like Patrick and I were talking a lot about sometimes in an open class, we have a lot of young educators. And so one of our goals and jobs is to make sure that we are educating the educator, right? Uh, on our staff even to be able to instill in them like, these are great habits for you to take with you when you become a future band director or when you are going to be out on a guard or percussion staff. Um, so we hope that we are kind of taking these same ideas that we do here at Pope or any other band program in the country and kind of filtering them into the drum corps setting uh, with our staff and hopefully instilling that into the kids as well. Okay, cool. Just a minute ago, Patrick, you were talking about how you're working with the staff having those conversations, getting everybody on the same page, sometimes that can be difficult. Do you have an example of something like from a past season where you had to figure that out or something that, that you had to get everybody on the same page? Have you an example of something that you could share? I think the most obvious one that we, um, especially we talked earlier about all different educators coming from across the country and sometimes um, from different programs um, is the technique aspect. Um, and then really, whether it's color guard or percussion and finding this middle ground to make sure that we're not overpowering each other or that we're not going on top of and there's nothing more frustrated for a member um, than getting mixed signals or getting different information. Um, so I think one of the most obvious examples is when it comes down to a technique book and being able to communicate how we're gonna deliver this information, um, even down to how are we saying it, all the way to 
what terms are we using? How are we using this? So like even on some of the initial calls, I know um, our brass caption head, Laura, did a really fantastic job of when she came in saying, I feel like this is the best way for us to use this. This is our best vocabulary. And then making sure that that stacked across all platforms. So that way membership could see it in the initial packet they get all the way to it's it's what they're hearing. So it starts to feel familiar and they're not getting a bunch of mixed um, conversations or words in it. You can really focus on the clarity of the information being delivered. Okay, well, that seems like critically important right there. And I, again, I just feel like a lot of directors don't take the time to make sure the language is all exactly the same across everybody that's going to stand in front of their, their students. That seems really, really important. So, Bo, you talked about you have different staff members that have those different things, but clearly your members are coming from all kinds of different technique things and everything. A lot of drum corps talk about how you have to get everybody on the same technique page um, at the beginning of the season. Is that harder with younger students or easier? I'm wondering, like, are, are they less ingrained or do they have more to learn? Like, is it harder for them to adapt? Well, I, I think uh, I think the kids that are coming into us right now are so open to new ideas. Um, I think they're willing to try anything. And, you know, and I think that's what's really unique about Southland right now is that we have this really, uh, really incredible membership that is, um, they're gonna do what you ask and they're gonna try it. and I think in doing so, we're learning a lot about them and a lot about their potential. Um, we're able to explore things musically and we're able to kind of change what we're doing in terms of a musical book for the summer, depending on what they uh, are able to learn and excel at throughout the winter months. Um, and so, yeah, we may come from different programs, but I equally think through our keep it simple method, like we're gonna come back and we're gonna start with the very ground foundation concert F or one step forward, or it doesn't matter what that is, that we're all going to kind of get on the same level playing field because we may come from different techniques. Um, and I think all of that is really incredibly beneficial, but when we step foot on the field, like there has to be uniformity to how we approach uh, each part of our drum corps. And I think, so keeping it back to square one uh, and really kind of going back to what we said earlier, like let's really focus on those steps uh, that's going to get us towards our goal of what what technique do we have to know, what exercises do we have to have a mastery of in order for us to excel at the summer vocabulary that we're asking of the membership. That's great. Patrick, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, and I think it's with the younger membership, the only thing that we <clears throat> work really hard to communicate um, across all captions is just making sure that the membership understands that there are different techniques and that there are different um, philosophies behind how we get to the end goal. Um, and so communicating that this may be the Southwind technique um, and kind of what we're doing as an ensemble, but it doesn't mean that your band is doing it wrong. Um, and then I think that that's really interesting because it allows for them once they graduate or go to college. And I think what makes you a better educator is being able to take all of these different experiences and all of these different, whether it's technique or styles of choreography or um, styles of shows or whatever that means, and being able to craft it into something that makes you as an educator uniquely you, 
um, or a designer or whatever that means. I think that um, fundamentally this all just builds into this really neat collaboration um, with that understanding. Okay, that's really neat. So now my question is, this all makes sense to me. I know you guys are very disciplined. You're doing this right. You have this process. You're educating your staff. You're educating your students. So what happens when you get into the thick of the season and you're getting judges' comments? And, and like, how do you have the discipline to stay with that process and not, like, react um, and, and, and get off track? Like, that to me seems like it will be a hard thing to do, especially with younger members. Go for it, Patrick. Yeah, I know um, specifically, like I know, I like, I'm a checklist person. I am a, I've got to see it, I want it written out, and all of that. And so, me personally, I like to go through and say, um, for Winter Guard, for instance, like when we're listening to judges' tapes, you've got five judges' tapes, and they're all telling you what to develop and what to enhance and how to make your program better. And you want to do that, but then you're also worried about making sure that the freshman understands what you taught three months months ago. And so it kind of becomes this really hard balance. Um, and I like to personally take a checklist um, with the things that need to happen in that order. Um, and that helps me because at the end of the day, we still allot time for the technical program or making sure that we're developing those skills and all of that to not overwhelm the member. Um, but then at the end of the day, and so slowly but surely, hopefully, that checklist gets shorter and shorter to where you can start working on the things that aren't as big. Um, and then ultimately making sure as the season goes down at the level, there's a hard cutoff. There's a time when you've got to step back as an educator. I like to step back and say, if we change something after this point, the membership is never going to be successful or feel their best doing this skill. Um, so I do think that equally we like to like do stuff until the very last minute because we're always, the creative side of us is always trying to make it better. Uh, but I do think that being able to focus on the comfort of the member and sitting there and saying, you know what, if I push any farther, they're not gonna be their best because that's our goal at the last show. Um, so I think that that helps me. I do a checklist. I try to itemize it, prioritize it with the major things. And then hopefully as the season goes on, it becomes the small things that you're getting to enhance and develop. Bo, do you want to weigh in on that? Yeah, and I think sometimes when it comes to judge feedback, let's say it's like um, there's so many art has a lot of opinions. So uh, I think we equally continue to stay true to who we are uh, and making sure that just not every comment is going to get like necessarily a, a full show revision, right? It's uh, where do we find value? Where do we see that our kids are going to have the most growth? Um, how can we implement some of these changes if we need to? But I also think we, we always continue to look back on who are we, what do we represent? Uh, in terms of our organization, in terms of our values and our pedagogical approach. And we just kind of keep true to that. Um, because I think that's the best way that we will enhance our students' performance and confidence, like Patrick mentioned, as we get towards the end of the season. 
Okay, I love these answers. This is all good stuff, guys. That's really smart answers, and it all makes sense. It's funny why you're being so successful. You can hear the rest of this conversation, an entire hour-long webinar, at marchingartseducation.com. There's a link to that webinar where this podcast is located at the Marching Roundtable. And find similar topics in the over 1,100 podcasts of the Marching Roundtable or in the hours and hours of webinar videos and interviews at marchingartseducation.com. Thanks again to the sponsor of this podcast, Fred J. Miller Incorporated, founded fjminc.com slash roundtable. This is Tim Hinton, the beast of the marching arts. You can find out more about me and the services I offer, plus my new bed and breakfast, the Phantom History House, at beastofthemarchingarts.com. If you're a business that works with band directors, marching bands, color guards, or drum lines, you should sponsor podcasts at the Marching Roundtable. Our listeners are the exact audience you're trying to reach. And with thousands of podcast downloads each month, it's a great way to directly reach your target audience. For more information, click on the Sponsorship Opportunities link at marchingroundtable.com or email Tim at tim at marchingroundtable.com. You can grow your business and help support what we're doing here on the podcast.